0: If you want to learn fly fishing, then pick a date and sign up for a wading trip from Jesse Brown's. Our experienced guides meet you streamside with everything provided for the day. Rod and reel? Check. Waders and boots? Check. Flies and lunch? No, not together, but flies to fish with are included in a streamside lunch too. Let's learn to fly fish with Jesse Brown's. Summertime in our Carolina Outdoors. What a great time to get outside and enjoy the scenes that are happening out there. It's also a great time for travel. Of course, the Carolinas being as beautiful as it is, but summertime allows vacation, allows us to get on airplanes, sometimes to go international. And that's what we're going to do on this segment of the Carolina Outdoors. Welcome, everyone. Your host, Bill barty here. And we're going to bring someone on who did a wonderful trip that we're going to find out about. But we're going to find out about the demands of the trip. Not only geography, weather, preparation, but also traveling with family. And many of us this summer um, know how that is and are up for that challenge. But with that being said, let's bring him on. Ed Billick of WBT Sports and host of Carolina Focus is joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Ed, welcome. Bill, good morning
1: to you, and it's a pleasure to be uh, on your show this time.
0: Well, we love having you on. Of course, we have learned uh, about your exploits um, on hiking trips with family. We've talked about you growing up, how you grew up professionally, and then what you do here at WBT as well. But Ed, on this one, we're gonna we're gonna leave Grandfather Mountain, which is a hike that we did with you uh, several years ago, that you did with family, and many of the participants in this trip were on that trip. But this one was international, and international travel and travel in general is in the news. Uh, in fact especially with air travel, because unruly passenger incidents on airplanes increased 47 percent from 2021 to 2022. An amazing jump. Ed, you didn't have any trouble on your flight to Scotland, did you?
1: No, not at all, Bill. It was, everyone was well mannered and uh, it was an overnighter, of course, so a lot of people uh, catching some sleep.
0: Well, I threw away the secret there, threw it right in there. A family trip to Scotland. Now, Ed, we're going to get into the details because Scotland is known for its challenging weather, cool temperatures, its locks, its castles, and its tough geography. When you're going on a trip like you did, um, tell us how it started. What was the genesis of a Billick trip to Scotland?
1: Well, my my only son, Jason, who uh, enjoyed Scotch whiskey, I don't know, many years (laughs) ago, he said his favorite was Talisker. And as he was approaching his 40th birthday, he goes, Dad, Mom, uh, I'd like to take some of my friends and you guys and let's go to Scotland and tour the country and enjoy that part of the world. And so for a year and a half, maybe two years, Bill, he planned this trip day by day by day. Now, He's a practicing real estate attorney in Austin, Texas, but I tell you, he has a future (laughs) as an event planner because his attention to detail and how he mapped this out and how he engaged all at the end of the day. There was 14 of us uh, that went on this trip and, you know, all the different hotels, the different stops, the different hikes. Uh, and, And we were we had 14 days there It was the beginning of May. And it was a great time of the year to visit Scotland. It's before what they have those midgies. They're like the mosquitoes over there. Right. You don't want to have to deal with them in the late June, July. So he picked the perfect time uh, to go. And after a year and a half, it, it all came to be. And I, I've gone back and reconciled his original plan. And I tell you, his a detail and right on, it was just a wonderful experience.
0: So, Ed, was he always like this? This is very fitting because upcoming is Father's Day, and I don't know if he gets credit for uh, putting this trip together for you and for the other participants, but uh, what an awesome gift, not only for Father's Day, but also to uh, spend time with Dad on a trip like this.
1: You know, it was, Bill, and what's interesting for uh, Jackie, my wife, and I, uh, we sat in the back seat. I mean, he drove one of the four cars. My daughter and her husband drove the other one. And we basically kind of went along for the ride, if you will, because we just enjoyed his, his leadership, so to say, on right. making this uh, making this happen. And, you know, we hit – we had seven castles. We visited nine distilleries. We um, visited a couple palaces, the Scone Palace, and I can rattle off the other ones. And then one of the highlights was hiking up the old man of store on the Isle of Skye. And that, I could probably talk for a good five, ten minutes, what that hike was like. (laughs) And he was so passionate, took a lot of pictures, and he loves like we shared here on the Carolina outdoors the grandfather mountain adventure this this was one of the highlights of the of the trip
0: well we're going to jump into a little bit about that because it is a big trip and it involves activity i mean of course you're doing the good stuff the distilleries the castles but you're also doing outdoor recreation with the touring with the hiking and of course Scotland is known for having tough terrain and challenging weather tell us about the preparation we did have you in at jesse brown's and thank you for that because we were able to help in parts of the trip outfitting wise like outerwear footwear travel clothing that uh, helps make the trip more enjoyable but tell us about that preparation because it's not just jump on a plane and go you were planning for hiking and hydration and being prepared for those challenges as well.
1: Well, you know, Bill, you're, you're, and thanks to your uh, graciousness and really your coaching there at Jesse Brown's, I mean, a couple Patagonias, you know, the uh, vest and the coat. And in Scotland, the temperature was a low of 48, maybe a high of 58, and always a threat of rain. And you outfitted me with uh, you know a couple of those uh, jackets and then some nice rain gear. And then those pair of hiking shoes, and you'll remember what brand they are. I don't have it with me. But those were precious, absolutely precious. The good news is out of all. All that time, it only rained for one hour (laughs) when we were outdoors. The the rains did occur during our transport or driving from one location to the other. But we visited the whole countryside, and uh, to your point, you have to think about where you're going, what's the weather conditions, and how you best prepare because those lightweight apparels, I mean, you didn't have to carry around a lot of weight. You didn't have to keep a backpack of all different, uh, uh, you know, of different jackets and or, or pants and such like that. But getting prepared from a clothing standpoint is is essential.
0: Now, of course, Scotland is the northernmost country of England, of Great Britain, just above England. And it's, uh, you know, up against the, the North Sea, the Atlantic. But, Ed, these locks, it is famous for, of course, we all remember uh the loch ness monster but did you get to go to any of the area lakes or the de- depressions there that they uh have whether it be we the uh we uh, the- uh
1: visited a lot of the locks and you know walked the shores uh surprisingly there wasn't much boating activity we were at the loch ness where the monster was their gift shop was closed they've really marketed <laughs> We thought we saw something out there, but I don't know if that was just us or, or one of us hoping we would see something. Yes, a land of lakes, a land of of, of sheep and and little baby lambs, uh, two-lane roads that come down to one-lane road, um, travel in, in some scenery that you just can't imagine. And to your point, the further north you got, like up at the Isle of Sky, and on that wonderful hike we took – you're you're very far north, and at 10 o'clock at night it would still be light out when we'd come after having a dinner somewhere. Four o'clock in the morning the sun would be coming through the window of where we were staying because you're so far north. You're at a parallel across like as far north as the southern – heart of Alaska. So for that, it was very uh, precious. And then the food, the selections of seafood. I had a raw seafood seafood platter, which was just delicious. They have this soup, Bill, don't know if you know of it, it's called Cullen Skink. It's smoked right. smoke haddock with potatoes and onions, It's like a chowder. And then the famous haggish, or haggish they call it, which is <laughs> sheep intestines. Some of us in the group didn't want to t- try that. I sure did. I thought it was tasty. Do we call that but, chitlins uh, yeah. here? Excuse me?
0: Do we call that chitlins down south here, Ed? <laughs> yeah, we
1: do. <laughs> we do. Uh, but, you know, the food selections, the seafood, the scenery, the locks, uh, so many sheep because the wool is such a big thing, and the people, Bill, the people, super, super friendly, I don't think I met one cranky person at all. The city of Edinburgh, which is their, one of their largest cities, the, the, the Edinburgh Castle. But I tell you, the the famous castle that we went to was the Stirling Castle. And if you're going to Scotland, you got to go to the Stirling Castle. That's the area where Braveheart was filmed. That's the uh, Robert the Bruce and William Wallace and the heroes from back in the 1300s, 1400s. Uh, I could go on and on, but there are certain places that you just definitely have to visit.
0: Well, and I think uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the author, and that uh, story uh, originated there as well in Edinburgh. So much to see. Uh, Ed, take us to uh, the Isle of Skye. It is noted as one of the must-see uh, places if you're visiting scotland what makes it so special and uh, tell us about that tour with your family
1: well the sky the uh, isle of sky is one place but then there's this other uh island well that's where the Man of store is and you need to take that hike and see these volcanic formations from millions of years ago i gotta show you some of the pictures bill there it was just an amazing it's 2300 up to the top and down it's a no, we we got there early morning, like six thirty, and uh, we got off the mountain around uh, eleven o'clock or so. And then there's this place called Isla. It is an island into itself to the west coast. It is known for peat, where where peat is used to flavor their whiskeys. I got nine distilleries on there. It's a two hour it's a two hour uh, boat ride, or if you will, uh, a ferry. And Bill, they haul all their goods in and out because it's. They don't grow much there. Um, it's mostly whiskey production, I guess. And then the people in the towns. So there's seven tractor trailers a day on a two-hour ferry to go and, and uh, provide the supplies to the island. It's called Isla, and it it was special and it was unique. And uh, so, and then the food selections. And here's one other thing I think a lot of our listeners would love to know about. We went on a wild bird tour. It's called oh. a wild, wildlife tour on the island of Staffa,
0: and these little
1: birds, what are they called, the little puffkins? Yes. And they're the the colorful little birds that burrow into the holes, and you can go right up to them, take a lot of pictures. Uh, That was a special part of the trip as well.
0: Ed Billick from WBT Sports, host of the Carolina Focus Program, is joining us here on the Carolina Outdoors. Ed, this is kind of like weekends unite with you Joining us here. However, our listeners are listening to us, whether it be via WBT early on a Saturday morning, or maybe they're joining us via podcast. We're talking to Ed about his recent trip to Scotland where he saw all of the sites. You've heard a little bit of it right now, seven castles, nine distilleries included. Before we get into some of those more in-depth, Ed, tell us about the people. Of course, in the Carolinas, there are plenty of people from uh, Scots and Irish uh, heritage how were the people of Scotland, how did they treat the group, uh, and what interaction did you have with the locals?
1: You know, they, um, uh, and, and so many, first of all, the folks that, you know, whether it be the wait staff or the folks on the street or you just go up and talk to people. because A lot of folks from all around the world, but you could tell the, the locals, and they prided themselves in showing off their land, showing off their wares. I think there was one funny uh, story we at a a pub for uh, for lunch, and the, these boys—I don't know—I don't say boys; they're probably men in their thirties. Ever watching a soccer game, and we came in and said, "Hey, mates, how you doing?" And we said, <laughs> "Oh, good. We're here celebrating my son's fortieth birthday." So they brought us over and had a couple shots of whiskey, and were just starting to sing songs with us and taught us some songs. And uh, I mean, we're talking eleven, twelve o'clock in the morning, <laughs> and uh, it was funny. One of uh, the people in our party—he—he he wasn't too. Uh, too amazed. He was, I guess, maybe checking on something at work. He was checking, sitting on uh, and looking at his iPhone, Bill, and they go, hey, mate, we don't Google around here. There's no Googling going on. Let's enjoy the conversation. How about it, mate? So <laughs> I tell that story because it was pretty funny. But, uh, yep, wonderful wonderful people wonderful people
0: fantastic oh it makes it it makes it uh, all the more fun especially when you are essentially on your tour put on uh, by your son that makes it even all the more fun were there any stresses uh, of course many of our listeners listening to the carolina outdoors are preparing for anything from a family beach trip to maybe a trip out west maybe a dude ranch Maybe they're going to Europe or Scotland. Maybe they're on tour that way as well. But were there any stresses that you share? Of course, I read the statistic about, uh, you, you know, traveling via air these days, and that's been a stressful place in the airports. Were there any Uh, things that you would change possibly about the trip, stresses or or something that could have been smoother?
1: I guess the one point that, and as you asked that, there are other little things or maybe nuances, but the little stress, and I I encourage it because I'm his father and my wife his mother, um, they drive on the different side of the road. The Ah. steering wheel is on the right-hand side of the car. Yes. So first you have to, uh, your brain has to readjust driving on the other side. And so you 're driving on the left lane, and cars are coming at you on on the right and, and oh, by the way they 're coming at you, and the roads are narrow they yes. are some places very narrow, like maybe I mentioned earlier, some roads are go down to one lane where you have to look far enough ahead and move over to let traffic. This is out the countryside right but what also was most challenging was the roundabouts and you know thank God for Google or the Google Maps, take the second exit off of the roundabout. So you first have to enter, enter around, but I say, okay, am I in the right correct lane? Am I in the right or left lane? Which lane do I need to be in? And your brain has to switch. It took my son probably two or three days to get more and more comfortable. Yeah. But I tell you, a couple times we hit the curb on the, on the uh, left side of the <laughs> car because some of these roads, especially in the little towns, there's curbs. So can you, can you? how do you better prepare for that? I'd say go watch a YouTube video, better understand, be patient, and back to the people, Bill. They were very accommodating. Okay, they could tell that you didn't quite know how to drive on their roads, and uh, they allowed for you to make mistakes. At least that's all I felt.
0: Uh, Scotland's known as a country full of its history, the culture, the beauty. You were able to enjoy that, but it's also known for its scotch. Um, Ed, did your son help persuade you over to his favorite scotch, or did you have one in those nine distilleries that you all were able to visit?
1: um, I'm not a a scotch drinker. I've never really uh, acquired the taste. I did after this trip. Ah. There were places and for or folks that know scotch whiskey, uh, uh, Denison, Talisker, Tobermory. We were at Kilholman. The big three on the island of Islay, Lagavulin, Arbeg, Laphroaig. And in uh, Lagavulin, there's this gentleman, Bill, who's been working there 50, 50 years. His name's Ian MacArthur. And we went down into the, the basement where all the casks are, the barrels of whiskey. And for about 30 people, he put on a little demonstration. He's been there since the 70s. And he was, just yes, entertaining, but also was a loyal employee of that distillery. Um, and then I think that the other one, uh, the Talisker, where my son really wanted to visit, we um, – we sampled whiskey out of the cast, so it's cast strength whiskey, and uh, which was wow. pretty special. And they pride themselves, you know, in in the quality and the workmanship. And then, and the one place that was most most interesting was Kilholman, where they grow their own barley. And we went into the uh, warehouse where the barley was on the floor, a four or five inches of barley, and how they were working the moisture content. And being an ex-Frito guy in operations, I enjoyed the family-owned place and I enjoyed the process of how they, how they make their whiskey. So that was, uh, that was impressive.
0: And was, this was about a two-week trip? Fourteen days. Fourteen days, two weeks spent with uh, people that you love and people that love you. What a better way to make memories outside of our Carolina outdoors by taking on the Scottish outdoors. We're glad that you shared the the time and knowledge and the experience with us on this program, Ed.
1: Do I enjoy talking about it? And uh, yeah, if folks have questions. They're going to go visit Scotland. You know, we all have some pointers. There's also a Facebook page. It's called Scotland Travel Trips, and it is loaded with just great information, Scotland Travel Trips. You just uh, you know, hit the Join button, and uh, you can get a lot of information there.
0: And you know what? I'm going to try to get some of those pictures. We'll put them up in the liner notes for the Carolina Outdoors as well, and we'll uh, also link over to this Facebook page, Scotland Travel Trips. Ed Billick, thank you so much. Bill, it was a pleasure, and uh, see you soon. You got it. We will see you soon. That is Ed Billick of WBT and the host of the Carolina Focus, co-host along with Sharon Thorsland. You can listen to that early on a Sunday morning via the airwaves of WBT and podcast. I'm your host of the Carolina Outdoors, Bill Barty. We're going to take a quick break, come back on the other side, and we're going to talk a bit about the year of the trail.